do you have a group or organization that's interested in discussing various dad matters? You know, men can be great at pursuing things. So I say, let's be great at focusing on the pursuit of our kids. Work and success are going to fade away, but your family doesn't have to. And that's why I want to share something with you. I have a presentation and it's called the Pursuit Formula. It's how I pursue my adult children even now. It's a really simple tool that's going to help you to start to engage your kids for fast results. If you're interested in a relevant, long-lasting, and even fun relationship with your kids, then you should check out the Pursuit Formula. So if you'd like me to share this presentation in a conference setting of your choice, just email me, mana3media at gmail.com. That's M-A-N-A, the number three, media, at gmail.com. Mana 3 Media. Parents out there and friends everywhere, I'm David Wilkinson. I'm a dad of three, a husband, and a storyteller who's interested in distinct parenting conversations with a dad twist. I promise you this, me and my guests may not take ourselves too seriously, but we'll always take parenting seriously. So come one, come all. Welcome to Dad Matters. In this episode, I sit down with my friend Justin Baker. Justin's from Gaines, Michigan, a little town outside of Flint. He's married to Jill, has a daughter, Evelie, and a son, Jet. That's two T's. Justin's an easygoing, tall, blonde, tattooed documentarian musician who knows as much about wind velocity as he does guitar tabs. But I think you'll agree that his heart for his kids make everything else pale in comparison. I think for me, like it's as simple as just be present emotionally, physically. Like I want my kids to know I'm really interested in who you are as a person. I want them to feel like they can talk to me. I just want to be safe, like regardless of what you're going through, good or bad. Dads, in each conversation, I try to ask myself three things. Number one, where do I recognize myself? Number two, what tools can I borrow from this dad? And number three, what's one thing that I can try this week? That's it. And so I hope you ask yourself those same three questions. So let's get the conversation started. And for this one, we went on location and a very remote one at that. We are out here under the night sky in Alaska, sitting down with my good friend, Justin Baker. How you doing, Justin? I am doing fantastic. Justin, you actually just made a purchase today. You got a new toy. <laughs> I did. What did you get? I got a new drone. I got a Phantom 4 Pro. And how does it function? It's amazing. So just to catch everyone up to speed a little bit, basically earlier we went out to shoot some drone footage and Justin, <laughs> can I say this? Is this okay? Yeah, it's Is this okay. going to hurt too much? No, it's okay. Justin lost his first drone. My Which, very first drone, Drony McDronington. Drony McDronington. Once you name it, there's more affection involved. <laughs> it's my first drone. I love my drone. I flew it all over the country, and so I had a little, a little bit of an emotional attachment to it. So there's a little grief today. A little today. bit of grief. Short-lived, because yeah. Best Buy. <laughs> think, think, thankfully, the, the, <laughs> the good the, people at Best Buy in, in Anchorage. Anchorage, Alaska. <laughs> uh, hooked me up with the uh, Phantom 4 Pro, because I needed it for the shoot tomorrow. But for my Dad Matters podcast, I've I've always wanted to get Justin on here just because uh, we're good friends and we talk about these things anyway, so we might as well do it and hit record. Right. But we thought it would be a really nice opportunity while we were in Alaska doing these shoots to... 
I don't even know how to describe. There's not going to be anything I can say that's going to describe the beauty of what we're looking at. It's it's amazing. This is probably the best podcasting uh, studio we could pick. Yeah, and my backyard, uh, to my credit, is a really nice place. It's fantastic, but it doesn't touch this. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a glacier. Let's be honest, right over there. There's a glacier. <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you about as you grew up some of the things that you remember being the son of your father? That's a good question. Um, my dad was very present in that, like, it, when I was playing sports growing up, like, uh, he was a sports dad. So, like, I grew up playing baseball, basketball, football. So when I was doing sports, like, he was very present, very much a part of of that whole scene, coaching Little League Baseball and um yeah, always just really a part of that because he he was a uh, athlete growing up, and so he would take me. I, I did like karate uh, at a you know an elementary school, and we would drive all over the Midwest and do karate tournaments and stuff like that. And um, he would take me and a couple of other friends uh, around um, to Indiana and Ohio and Michigan, and we'd we'd do these karate tournaments and like the, like that's that's a I remember like that's a lasting memory that I have of him. So um, you did like competitive karate kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. How far did you get, by the way? I don't know. Like I I think I I think I only got to like blue belt. This is important to ask because <laughs> I took judo. And I was a, I mean, I was a whopping yellow belt. I mean, <laughs> no one wanted to mess with me. <laughs> but suffice it to say, my judo career was short-lived. Right. Yeah. And I only made it one belt higher. Okay. I never got to green. A green belt was like my, I was like hoping to get to green belt. And right. just, I, just, I didn't stick with it long enough. So he was involved with you? With, yes. Okay. So, yeah. So we did sports and then high school hit and, um, I got into music. Like I started playing the guitar, and I loved it. Like I just I immersed myself in learning how to play the guitar, and he wasn't as interested in that. And so, well, that's interesting. Can we talk about that yeah, for a second? Yeah, there is no goal um, on this podcast of trying to um, say anything sensational or hurtful about our fathers, but right. that but our relationships with our dads do inform who we are yep. as fathers. Yes. So, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, and I, I'm going to preface this by saying I love my dad, and he is a great dad. Um, but when I sort of transitioned from like playing sports to like playing the guitar, um, there was a shift in our relationship, and it was like ninth or tenth grade for me. Um, it was like ninety, early nineties, and you know, Nirvana hit and right. like that was that was it i was done i was like this is what this is this is what i want to do by the way justin is a, i wouldn't say he's a spitting image but he could be a stand-in for kurt Cobain. We, we, over the years we've enjoyed the jokes i don't know about that but um yeah so i i, I kind of got into that and it was and it, it it was a shift and um good or bad it was a shift and um he didn't quite know how to um, relate to me. Um, he wasn't into anything like that. And do you think he was surprised that you had interests in things outside know. of sports? I, or? I, I think that I just don't think he knew what to do with it. Yeah. Basically, you know, yeah. he really liked the Detroit Tigers, right. and my brother was a big Tigers fan. And um, some of that got through. You're wearing the hat right now. I'm wearing the hat right now. I'm. I, I wear the hat out of solidarity, you know, to my brother and my dad. Okay, as like you know, but. 
there was a disconnect there. Okay. Um, and uh, with any kid with a parent, like you want your you want your folks to like be into what you're doing. Sure. But I just think that he struggled with. You know, connecting with that, and like to no fault of his own. Like I don't blame him for any of that. It just wasn't his thing. But but because of that, like we there was a little bit of a disconnect. Okay, so let's do this for a second mm-hmm. because we're. I mean, this is for dads, mm-hmm. right? This is for dads of all uh, different ages, uh, different walks of life. Um, and I myself am a dad who actually does enjoy football. I played football when I was in high school. But football is not something that me and my sons connect over, mm-hmm. right? Um, certainly with your situation, there was a disconnect there, as you said. So this might be a really good opportunity just to share with other dads who are out there who maybe they come from a very specific experience. What encouragement would you give them as fathers? I think about this with my own kids. And and from that experience, I've felt like, okay, what am I going to do? Like, what if my kid really loves sports? And oddly enough, my son, who is 11, uh, loves sports. He's super into soccer and he's into football and he, he loves sports. He's like, he just wants to wear, like, if he could just wear basketball shorts and a t-shirt everywhere he goes, <laughs> that's all he wants to do. And Didn't so, he have like an Under Armour thing for a while? He like, was a super was into Under Armour. Like, he loved Under Armour. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my biggest fear. So I had my our daughter is thirteen, and so when she was born, I was like, okay, cool. So the daughter, she's probably not going to be super into sports. And, but when when I found we found out that our second kid was going to be a, a boy, I was like, oh man, what what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to do if this kid's into sports? Like, you know. And so I have this in the back of my head of like, you know, regardless of what this kid gets into, whether it's sports or music or whatever. Like I need to do my best to be present in whatever he's doing, and even if I don't care at all what he's doing, if I'm not into it, if I'm not, if it doesn't, if it's not something that I'm into, I need to do my best to be into what he's into. Mm-hmm. So I'm, 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 I'm attempting that. Right. I'm, I'm doing my best to make that happen. So like one year I, I coached a soccer team, and it was only because nobody, else, nobody else would do it, and so I was. <laughs> So I, out there in the shorts. I volunteered to yeah. coach soccer, and I told all the parents, I'm like, listen, I don't know anything about soccer. I never played <laughs> soccer. I played ba- ba- basketball and baseball and football. I never played soccer. So I was so I was like, I'm just, I'll do my best. But like there were like, you know, eight or whatever or seven. So it, it, my my mantra was like, hey, let's just have fun, right. you know, and kick the ball into the goal. Right. That, that's <laughs> yeah, that, but there's one goal. That's what I got. So, um, so I, again, I, I, I try to be present, and I'm, I'm at every game, and I'm, I cheer him on, and I'm, I, I'm there. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in what he's doing, and in a weird way, I feel like it's like almost a gift from my dad. His disinterest in what I was doing as a kid has motivated me to be interested in what I'm, do- my kids are doing. So, like with your son. You know he's he's interested in sports right now. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. Yep. But a, a, a reactionary parenting move might be like you know I'm not going to push my kids in sports, and, and sports might even become like a taboo thing where you you're down on it. But you're not talking about that. You're just talking about trying to support your son in whatever it is that he is doing, whether it's right. sports, whether it's music, whether it's something completely different. So Yeah, definitely. Um, but you said that being present is an important thing. And I think that's, I think that's super important, and I think that comes shining through. Um, if, you have a, if you have a son, um, 
I, I don't want to walk away from this too quickly. If you're if you're a dad out there, and I'm 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 45 right now. Um, there is a somewhere there's an age cutoff where I feel like the old macho sports raising the sun thing was very much like a, kind of a have to be thing. And then at some point there's there's the parenting of like, you know, we want to support them in whatever they do. I, I think the main thing that I've noticed is your children, whatever they're going to find interest in, they're going to see you coming a mile away if you're not interested in what they're interested in. Whether or not you get it or whether or not it, like you're you, like you fully like embrace it. It doesn't matter. Like, and one of the things that helped me was my my mom actually was <laughs> she would take my cassette tapes because I listened. I, I I was a late adapter to CDs. Yeah. Like I didn't get a CD player until I graduated from high school in 1996. Right. Because I had I had just tons of cassettes, and so she would take my cassettes to work with her to listen to them. And I don't know if she was listening to them to just see if. Like I was listening to inappropriate music or whatever, but mm-hmm. it didn't. But it it felt like she was listening to what I was listening to because she was just wanted to know what I just be a part of, you know. Because she she recognized that this is important to my kid, and so I kind of want to be in on it, mm-hmm. you know. And it doesn't take a whole lot. So a conversation with your kid about his video games, like you don't have to be into it. You don't have to care. You don't have to. I mean. I mean, you don't have to play the games or whatever, but just the fact that you take the time to ha- talk yeah. about it. Like, I think that's the whole thing about, like, just sh- being present. Like, what are you into? What do you like? What? How can I understand you better and be a part of what you're doing? Um, I think that goes a long way. I remember when I was growing up in high school, I was real into rap music. My dad didn't get rap music. I, I, I was into, and I was into professional wrestling. And my dad <laughs> took me and my brother to Daytona Beach to watch WWF. At the time, it was called WWF. Who was, I, the, who was the champ? At the uh, time? Was it Hulk? Uh, Hulk Hogan, uh, Andre the Giant, yeah. Ric Flair. I mean, all these big professional wrestlers. Did you see? Names. Did you see um, Junkyard Dog? No, no. Did you see Bruno San Martino? Yeah, I did see Bruno Sammartino, <laughs> actually. And Andre the Giant did hit his see... head coming out of the tunnel. <laughs> he was walking out. He, he hit his head on did the tunnel. Did you see Iron Sheik? No Iron Sheik. Wait, no, Iron Sheik was the first match. <laughs> Iron Sheik was the first match. <laughs> and he was horrible. Oh, he let himself go. <laughs> but, um, but point being, my dad drove me and my brother to Daytona Beach, which was about, I feel like, two hours away from where we grew up. And he took us there to go watch this professional wrestling event. He didn't care at all about See, it. See, that matters. Totally. It, Absolutely. That matters. matters. So, I mean, it's a little thing, Dad. It's dads. a little thing. It's a little thing. But whatever your sons are into, whatever your daughters are into, the at the end of the day, they are going to be looking at you and they want to know, does Dad approve? And that's that's a big deal. So even if you don't get it, just taking the time, five minutes, ten minutes, asking them about you know their world, the things that they're into, they want to perform something for you, whatever it is, whatever it is, that's a simple little thing. But that's a huge takeaway from this episode, if nothing else. Uh, any other thoughts on that? Just pay attention. Like pay attention to what your kids are doing. So my kids into Roblox. It's it's like it's he was into Minecraft, and then he's you know, into this Roblox game. And so I don't understand it. It's weird. And 
I, I, I like it feels like one of those games that like just has no like I grew up playing Super Mario Brothers and so like there's a, like you there's levels and you get to the end you save the princess and the game's done. Mm-hmm. These the, like my, Minecraft and Roblox there doesn't seem to be any sort of end to it. There's no <laughs> there's no like <laughs> what is the point? I don't. Is what you're trying yes, to figure out. I don't understand the point. But like. I so like I get that I see it and I'm like okay so I ask him like what's the what do you tell tell me about your game so he'll like show me like what he's doing and what he's building and what he's playing against and I'm like I don't care like right. I don't I don't get it and I don't care but like I'm doing my best to like just ask him just ask like what's what's what you got going on and also also too just to make sure that it's like cool and because there's like a chat feature and I'm gonna make sure like this that's not like weird and there's inappropriate things being said or whatever mm-hmm. um, but just like tell me about this game what the heck's going on what how are what what do you what's what's the purpose what what are you trying to do what's the you know and he'll talk to me for five minutes ten minutes about what he's doing and I I do my best to be like oh cool all right yeah mm-hmm. but it's just it's again it's just that little bit of effort to like be engaged as right. best I can. Um, one of the things that I know about you is that you will um, you will leave your home, you will leave the interior of your home, and you will go out and you will take walks. Yeah, I you, tried to t- you talk to me about how you will take your daughter and you'll go yes. out for a walk. Talk, talk about those little simple moments and how those matter. Yeah, I love I love the walks. We go on walks. I try to do like every night, just like after dinner or whatever. I'm like, hey, let's go for a walk. And we just walk around our neighborhood. We have this the same route every night. And I mean, it's not every night that that they that they go with me, but like, I, it's intentional to be like, let's just go for a walk. And sometimes it's just me and my daughter. Sometimes it's just me and my son. Sometimes it's all three of us. Sometimes it's all four of us. Um, but the conversation that the conversations that I've had on these walks, it's different, you know, because it's it's. Um, it's one-on-one time, and for some reason, they open up on these walks, and it's it's kind of funny because now my daughter my daughter will be like, "So, what do you want to talk about?" Huh. You, know, you know, and I'm like, "That's interesting." Yeah, and so I'm like, "All right, so well, let's talk about uh, boys. You got any boys? How what, how's that situation going?" And right. So and she'll she'll, she'll talk about that, and yeah. she'll and we've had some deep conversations and. I, it's it's invaluable. Like it's just the, the 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 content of of those conversations. I just feel like is so rich and and I think it's because of the intentionality of the of that time. And like she, my daughter is, um, I think her love language is um, uh, quality time. Yeah. And so she values that time. And um, we'll just we'll just have good conversation and. Um, I love it. I, I want to. I, I, I will continue to do that as they grow up and and even as they move out. Like I'm, you know, well, I'm. I'll try to figure out how to make that happen as best I can, um, just to have one-on-one time. It's interesting because, like, like my folks now, they're in their. My mom's sixty-five, sixty-six. My dad's seventy, seventy-one, something like that, and they're real weird about like contacting me like they're real worried about like oh we don't want to bother you we know you're busy blah 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 and i'm like just text me like if i'm busy like i'll just i'll respond when i'm not busy but like i want you to Mm. be like uh i want you to i'm okay with you 
contacting me. Like that's fine. Yeah. And I just I I want to I want to always text them or call them or say hey let's have some lunch let's go out for lunch or whatever. That's not something that my folks do often because I think that they're overly sensitive to not wanting to bother me or whatever. Okay. And I, I just feel like no, I'm your kid. Like I, I want that. Like yeah. I, that never goes away. Yeah. I feel like to want to feel like your parents are interested in your life. Right. I don't think we ever lose the, the want to connect with our parents. Yeah. These are things that you and me talk about a lot. We, when we go on walks, we'll take lunch breaks mm-hmm. and we'll go for walks and we'll talk about these very things. Um, I think it's important to say that consistency is key because not every walk at sunset is going to be magical. No. But you can't do it just once. You might take your son or your daughter for a walk, and it might be absolutely horrific. It might be like pulling teeth to get them to talk about anything. I, I remember you told me one time about how you, you took both your daughter and your son, <laughs> and they were like, stop touching me. There's just, there, One's bouncing a ball, and the other yeah. one's just mad that they're bouncing a ball, and it's just like, they, you know, they what, fought, what, what yeah, are we doing this they, for? They fought the whole, I, I was about to go out of town for this trip, actually. It was this trip that we're on right now. Uh, I was It was the night before. My wife was out of town, and I was like, hey, can we go for a walk? I just want to have a moment with you guys. It's the night last night that I'm going to be with you for like nine days. Let's just go for a walk, and I just want to have a moment with you. <laughs> They fought the whole time, and it was a disaster. And I was like, "This is, uh, it was, it didn't work out." So it's not always magical. It's not. But for every time that that happens, there's also those times where you and your daughter will will go out, and you'll come to work the next day, and you'll say, uh, "Man, I had a beautiful moment with my daughter last mm-hmm. night going for a walk." So yeah, again, I think dad's you know consistency is key. If it's if you're if you're not in the habit of of sitting down and asking your kids about you know what's going on with them, or if you're not in the habit of going out and taking a walk with them or whatever it is, one time is just not gonna work. In fact, it might not be a very good litmus test for whether you should continue. You you gotta you gotta stick with it for a while. I'm not saying that as an expert. I'm just saying that based on what I've noticed, you know, in your uh, relationship with your kids and my relationship with my kids. Um, I'm gonna ask you this: share with me something about your father that you really respect. Uh, one of the things that I respect about my dad is uh his ability to overcome he um he, he had some uh addiction issues uh he was uh addicted to uh pain medication and he went to rehab for addiction to pain medication and i had to, uh, I, I watched him I, I watched him go through that process and watched him overcome that mm. and that was inspiring i mean it was you know, it was hard. It was hard to see that whole thing go down and kind of see him hit rock bottom um, and have to go into rehab. And But, like, the years since then, it's been, I don't know, 10, 15 years, you know, that he's, that, that that's happened. Um, and to see the growth in him and to see him, like, struggle but yet win at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, like... still struggle and still continue to like push forward um that's been um like there's a lot of respect there for that you know because i it would have been easy for him to give up and just be like you know succumb to it or whatever but so um i respect his um 
his fortitude, his his drive, his his want to like keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to also talk a little bit about we were talking about earlier how you were a musician. You know, music is something that is is important to you. I'm I'm curious is what's the why behind that? Um, I'm guessing that somehow affects you in your life. Maybe there was a light bulb moment early on with you where you were like, "Man, this is why music well, is so important." Okay, to so me. For music for me, I grew up in a small town in Michigan, outside of Flint, Michigan. This like sort of farming community, and so music for me was an, like an escape for that from that that small town um it 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 opened up my worldview to a, a bigger idea of what's out there and it was my escape it, w- it helped me realize that like, there was more you know and so you know listening to bands from the uk or like punk bands from california or chicago like that was like a, an escape and mm-hmm. it 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 shaped me it shaped me in a way that nothing else had at that point, you know, at that point in my life. And, um, I mean, to this day, I'm 38 years old and I still like it, 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 it's, um, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's who I am. Yeah. And, you know, when you, when something moves you or makes you who you are, you want to pass that on to your kids. You know, you want to, you want them to have that same experience. And so that's like a weird balance of like trying to figure out like okay so how do I like make what um, has shaped me into how do I how do I um, how how do I make that make my kids feel that way mm-hmm. and like realizing that like they won't necessarily mm-hmm. have the same experience with music that I did. Um, is a, a tricky balance because I don't want to force it on them. I, I've certainly like provided an environment for them to have all the opportunities to get into music, and they still might. I don't know, um, but at this point, they're they haven't quite yet. Um, <laughs> they were young. I bought my daughter um, a Stratocaster, mm-hmm. a Fender Stratocaster, when she was like, I don't know. Eight or seven or whatever for Christmas, and a, a pink, uh, a pink Stratocaster. And, and what is that? Uh, electric guitar. Gotcha. And um, it, you know, and I bought her a keyboard, and I bought my son a drum set when he was in second grade for yeah. Christmas. Just, just to like, be like, hey, music is important. Let's, let's, let's get you started young. And neither of them have caught on. I don't want to, you know. It goes back to like just being present and interested in the things that they're interested in, with and still wanting to steer steer them in a certain direction, but also understanding that like they might not, they might they might not, music might not be as important to them as it is to me, mm-hmm. and reconciling that um, has been interesting to navigate. So here's a thought though: What if nothing else? It's a shared experience as a father with your children, if nothing else. And I'll give you an example. You and I had the privilege, right, of taking our daughters to a concert one night. Yeah, we took them to Carly Rae Jepsen. We went, and now, now, do you listen to Carly Rae? Nope. I don't either. I don't, I, you know, I spent the week before the concert getting caught up on all the tracks that my daughter liked. But we went, and we did that, 
And I mean, to me, I feel like we had a grand old time. It was great. Did your daughter have a good time? Yeah, I think she did. She had a great time. I know my daughter had a fantastic yeah, time. Yeah, it was it was a good time. So here's my thought on that. That was a shared experience. That was a shared experience that our daughters probably won't forget. Yeah. That, you know, dad took me to that show, um, listened to my music, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you've even shared with me that you've had the opportunity to be the recipient of some music that your daughter likes. Yeah. She's turned you on to some music, yeah. right? Yeah. We, she uh, <laughs> she wanted to get the 21 Pilots vinyl. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, I don't know. Do we, I was just, I don't know about this. <laughs> Do we, it's just, if we buy vinyl, I feel like it's like lasting. We want to, it's, it's got to be, it can't be just like, you know. Because that's 30 bucks. Really right, <laughs> no, yeah. Anyway, so I, I went ahead and bought the vinyl and that record is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, so like it's cool. It's it's cool to have that experience to be like, yeah, my, yeah, she turned me on to this. Those are that, so the concert that vinyl, those are shared experiences from father to daughter mm-hmm. or from parent to child. Mm-hmm. That's important, right? I think that, I mean, if if nothing else. But um, I also, you know, if music, music seems though to be a whole lot more than just an escape for you. I mean, it is definitely an experience thing to be able to be in a moment. It's a peaceful moment to be able to perform that, to play something like that, to bring, uh, to bring something to other people that, you know, gets them excited that they enjoy. You know, you can take people who are complete strangers. They can be from, they can be from 30 different States and you can stick them in one room. And when the beat drops, everyone around each other is dancing and all of a sudden you got community. Yeah. Like there is something very special it's about magical, music. Yeah. And the the your music story with your children is still being written. Yeah. Now, that may sound cheesy to say, but I think it's true. Yeah. There's no telling where that might go. There's no telling in 10, 15 years what concerts you and your son might go to right. or what your daughter is doing that you'll be going and listening to or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's special. Yeah. Uh, and that's a shared experience. I think that's worth it, if nothing else. And even though being a musician is is certainly specific to you, there is the added benefit of you getting to be able to have those shared experiences with your kids. Right. Yeah. Definitely. So as a father, um, when did you go, when did you become a father? What was it? What was the? What was day one for you? I think it was twenty five. Uh, let me do the math. Evelyn's thirteen, so I'm thirty eight. So thirty eight minus thirty. Two thousand four. Something like that. Two thousand four. Two thousand five. I'm gonna get my calculator out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, twenty five. I was twenty five. Okay, so you were twenty five years old when you became a father. Yeah. So when you became a father, what was your what was the what was your parental aspirations at that point? I have no idea. I me mean, too. Me uh, too. Uh, exactly. I mean, Had you asked me that, I would. That would have been I mean, the exact same. Nobody thing. knows what to do. Like we don't have any. Like there's no like manual of right. like, like. So we got. We started trying to have kids because my wife has a autoimmune dis- disorder. Um, that we were told, hey, it's going to be tricky for you guys to have kids. So you might want to start trying, and mm-hmm. maybe you might have a kid. Yeah. And like a month later, she was pregnant. Right. It was like, oh wow, that was way sooner than we expected. We and we were married young. I was I was three days twenty one. She was still twenty when we got married, and um, 
you know, a handful of years later, we had our first kid, and we just had no idea, like what what's going on, like who we are, what you know, we as a as a married couple, like what we were doing, and so to bring a kid into that, it was just like, <sighs> it's just clueless. We're just clueless <laughs> as to what how to make that work. Kind of like to, when you get married, yeah, absolutely, just clueless. just clueless, just absolutely clueless. And so you just do the best that you can do at the time, yeah, you know, and. Sometimes that works, and a lot of times it doesn't work. And we just we we so we had her in um, when I was twenty five, and then our son came along at twenty seven, and we weren't in we were in a bad spot, and um, having kids in the in the middle of that, <clears throat> it's pretty typical, I think, mm-hmm. of, as far as you know, young married people and trying to figure out who we are as just human beings. And then try to figure out who we are as human beings, as married human beings, and then with bringing other human beings into this world. <laughs> it was just like, oh, it yeah. was rough. Um, <clears throat> but, um, you know, I somehow we've, somehow we've managed to stay together and raise, I think, somewhat normal <laughs> you know, preteens at this point. So that was thirteen years ago. Yeah. Okay. So now, now thirteen years later, how how are you different as far as your parental goals? I think I I think I have a, a, a better sense of like who I am as a as a as a male as a man as a human being. Like I, I feel a little more secure in myself, and so like that helps. A lot and just feeling like just being okay with myself like yeah. understanding what you have a mosquito on your cheek other cheek other the, cheek the mosquitoes in alaska are horrendous <laughs> by the way they're all over they're on the microphones your coffee they're your teeth yeah i mean they're everywhere <laughs> you're listening to my conversation with guest dad justin baker but before we get to the second part of that conversation i had a thought i'm driving home from work and i was thinking about you jacob You and I have spent more time together than the other two because you're the oldest. You're also the most experienced with your life at this point. And, you know, there have been probably way too many moments where when when I talked with you, you felt like I was criticizing you or you felt like I was giving you instruction and telling you how you needed to work on something, to tweak a little area of your life. You've heard all of that plenty of times. I just wanted to take this moment to share with you something else. I wanted to tell you that the man who you are, not the man who you will be, Not the man who you are becoming, but the man who you already are. And where you are going, I cannot wait to see. You fight for those who can't fight for themselves. You have an open hand and a kind heart and a loving word for anyone that you come into contact with. Anyone who you have ever spent time with, they feel safe with you. Because you don't let any social opportunity go without 
letting people know that they are valued. Not necessarily by the words you say, but just by the way that you are with people. There's no way to measure that, but your life is full of valuing others. The way that you take care of people is so important, and I could not be more proud of you for that. And no matter how ambitious you are or how simple your life may be, the way that you take care of people is such a mark on your life. I love you. Dads, you've probably heard the label involved dads. That just means that you're present in your child's life. But Dad Matters exists to help you move from being involved to being engaged with your kids. And the more effectively engaged you are, the more connected and confident you will feel about the relationship with your kids. Think of it this way. It's similar to climbing a mountain. And if being involved with your child is like the base camp, then the summit is engagement. All right, dads, pull up a chair for the second part of my conversation with guest dad, Justin Baker. One of the things that I strive for is being a safe, like a safe place for my kids to fall. Like I, I, I want to be a parent. I want to, I want to steer and guide and I want to discipline when necessary. But, it, uh, but I also want them to feel like when they uh, face adversity or the, if they face um, problems that they can come to us. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know that I always felt that as a kid. I think that, um, I, I, I wanted to be a really good kid. I never did anything bad. I was not, I, I was always just like the good kid that just tried really hard to not mess up. Right. And I think some of that was out of a genuine want to be good, but also a little bit of fear as well. And I don't, and I don't know that if I, if and when I did mess up, like I would feel like my folks were safe, not necessarily because. I don't know if that was their fault or if it was they they didn't create that environment or they didn't know to do that or whatever maybe it was I don't know what I don't know but that was that's one of the things that I really want to like I really strive for with both of our kids is to feel like like listen we're not we're not here to like condemn you we're not here to punish you right. you know we're not going to we're not here to bring the hammer down if we have to d- discipline you, we will discipline. But but more than that, we're here to help guide. We're 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 you know we're twenty years ahead of you, yeah. and we've lived life, and we understand that there that, that there are struggles and there are hardships, and we we want you to feel like you can you can talk to us, you can confide in us right. on those things and we're we're not going to get you we're not going to be mad at you we're not going to get you in trouble we're we're going to walk with you through the hard times the good times all of that and 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 we're safe like you, we're safe you know um and i don't know if i always hit that goal um but that's always in the very front of my mind um when it comes to things that they do that are that you know are annoying or like you know are off you know, they get off course or whatever is to not, I don't want to, I don't want to come down on them hard. I don't want to be a, I don't want to be super hard on them. I want to, I want them to, I want to correct gently and patiently as best I can so that they feel like, like, Hey, dad's not going to be, you know, dad's not super mad at me all the time. I think that's a real gift for our children to be able to approach parenting them from the aspect of I want them to feel safe with me versus I want them to know 
what they should do. Right. Now that that I think that will come through. They know what to do. They know it because if you if you walk, <clears throat> if they're in your home, they're going to know modeled by you pretty quickly what you stand for, and so anything that you want to pass on to them, that's going to come shining through anyway. But they got to feel safe at home with mom and dad first. Uh, in order to be able to be healthy in the world because they're going to be coming up against bosses, uh, relationships. There's going to be all kinds of things where if they have been modeled safety in those relationships that mattered the most to them you know, as they were growing up, mm-hmm. that's going to have a, a massive impact on their, their life, yeah. the longevity with all their other relationships. So I think that's a huge gift, man. I really do. I mean, at the end of the day, if that's if that – if they walk away from their their time in our in our house with a couple things that that your mom and dad love you no matter what right like there's nothing that you can do yeah. to make us not love you yeah. and that this is we're safe this is a safe place for you mm-hmm. to come to us for whatever is going on however big however small like we're going to like talk to you about the situation we're going to we're going to walk with you th- through the situation we're not going to judge you we're not going to condemn you you know again we're not if there's things that happen and we need to discipline we'll deal with that as as it comes but like it's it's more about like like you're just you're just a human being mm-hmm. that is learning how to live and interact and um some you know uh, deal with anger and deal with um, hurt and deal with rejection and deal with loneliness. Like these are real things that we deal with as as kids and as adults, and some and some of those things motivate us to act certain ways. And so we need to like be able to talk about what are healthy ways to deal with loneliness and yeah. anger and 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 uh, rejection. What are healthy ways to 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 live and interact with our with our loved ones and our and friends friends and 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 what are ways that are unhealthy you know yeah. and I, I just my goal is to get, just to have those open conversations like yeah. what what is how does this work yeah. you know and um and we have those conversations you know we have you know especially with uh, with Evelyn and Jet like they they there's a lot of conflict between the two of them mm-hmm. they're brother and sister they're two years apart and they're they <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't a lot of times they get along but a lot of times they don't they don't get along yeah. and um so like it's like this like perfect like um like a petri dish for of experimenting <laughs> experimenting uh, how to deal with you know a, a relationship okay what worked how how could we do this differently maybe in this situation could we what can we have more patience can we be more gentle and kind to each other and uh, can we not, when you're angry, you know, say things that are hurtful? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, can we walk away from a situation and go, I'm going to take a second before I say something stupid. So I, one of the things I hear you saying is that you, in, in loving our kids well, there, and you didn't use this word, but I feel like it was definitely a part of what you were saying. We don't want to shame our children. Yes. So you, you, part of loving them well is to combat shaming our kids. Is it it sounds so simple, Mm -hmm. but it truly comes down to you love them. You Mm -hmm. let them know that you know you accept them. Yes. You and and so there are probably a lot of really good intentions 
out there that unfortunately transfer over to shaming. Yeah. Maybe without even the parents knowing it. Yep. It, it may be years before they ever found out, if at all, that their that their child uh, felt that. Yeah. And that's more than just words. Mm-hmm. That's it's body language. It's a, it's a lot of things, but the best way to combat that is to simply love them first. Yeah, that's huge. And my wife is really good at at, at pointing that out and sort of because there are t- certainly times where like I'm I'm upset, you know, like they're 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 doing things or saying things that like just push certain buttons, and um, it's really easy to to say certain things or to communicate in a way whether it's with words or body language that that shames them and it's so damaging and that, I think that's um, one of the worst things that we could do and I'm guilty of it I know I, you know at times and um, I really want my kids to grow up to be highly functioning adults like what does that look like uh, respectful and kind and you know all that stuff like i you know i want them to be just well functioning adults and so when you see behaviors in in them as kids where like their alarm bells go off or you're like oh my goodness they're going to be in a workplace and they're they're going to be that the the one person that everyone's like ugh, ugh i don't want to i don't want to work with that guy or that girl, that gal it heightens and you know it's like the, there's like this like i got to fix this i got to i got to yes. fix this in them right and um nothing gets fixed you know immediately like right. it's a process like right. there's you know it, it it's a journey like, like that we're all on we're all constantly growing hopefully mm-hmm. we're all constantly like learning and mm-hmm. adapting and and you know realizing things about ourselves and our kids are the same way and it's difficult because we see you know we see things that they don't see obviously and so there's there's like a hyper awareness of like oh my goodness they're you know they just did this or they were just super selfish and self-centered and yeah. we just got to make sure that that doesn't happen we got to nip that in the bud immediately and so we need to talk to them about that right now right and right. yes we do need to talk talk to them about that right now but like we can do it in a way that hopefully isn't shaming mm-hmm. and um is teachable and with the understanding that they're going to do it again. Yeah. And they're going to do it again. And they're going to do it again. And we have to continue to just be consistent and gentle and kind and walk with them. And not impulsive. Yeah. I, I think a lot of times, we, like you were saying, there's there's a, a desire to quickly fix something. And, and so there's this impulsive, like, let's figure this out right now. And there's plenty of time. There's plenty of time plenty to come time. back around. Yep. You know, and and to wait, you know, two or three days from now when when emotions are not high, and you know, circle back around and readdress something. I mean, there's there is time because they're living in our homes. They're they're under our roof, and they're watching everything that we do. Um, I want to hear also just. Let me ask you this: What are what are some things that uh, with your daughter and with your son? What are some events or activities or experiences that you think about right now that are in the future that you you look forward to? Like you know, oh, I really want to I, I want to do this with them, or I look forward to the opportunity for this. Is it, I don't know how fleshed out it is, or if it's kind of nebulous, but I'm just curious if you've thought that through. Yeah, I mean, I think about uh, I think about them. In their thirties, mm-hmm. I'm in my thirties, and 
I think about my folks' interaction with me and what I would like. So for me at this point is like I just want to continually uh, affirm them, mm-hmm. um, send text text to uh, to them that that say, "Hey, I'm just thinking about you, miss you, mm-hmm. love you." You know, stuff like that. Just little things that let them know that I think about them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and then when they become adults, I um, say, "Hey, let's grab lunch. Like, let's let's go out for lunch. Yeah, let's go out for dinner. Hey, let's take a weekend. Let's go down to Chattanooga or something and just hang right. out. Or let's go to, you know, wherever we want to go and just just you and me. I'll take you out. I'll pay for your pay for everything and just just come hang out. Let's hang out." Mm-hmm. Um, like I look forward to those moments because um like as much as I love them as kids like I think that I I'm kind of excited to for the relationship that I have with them as adults um and where we can um connect on a different level you know where there's a little bit more of a level playing field as far as the maturity levels and experiences go and we can just talk about anything and everything right now it's you know they're 11 and 13 and so it's like it's a it, you know we can it's we're limited a little bit with sure conversation um i don't know that's that's what i look forward to i look forward to just specific intentional moments where we can connect little moments too yeah go to lunch yep it doesn't. I mean, it, it could be a trip to Chattanooga, but it, it could just be as simple as let's go grab a coffee, grab lunch, whatever. Um, that's a beautiful thing, and yeah. I, I'll tell you what. You know, as a father of uh, a son who's 19 years old, he just finished his freshman year of college. I spent a lot of time during his high school years hoping and wondering, would we be able to do that? Really wanting it to be a reality, and the good news is. You know, you stay in the relationship. You continue to try to love on them. You continue to try to, you know, if they feel like they matter to you, I think there's a really good shot because I've not, I've definitely not been a perfect parent. But there are a lot of things that we have already uh, been able to connect over and enjoy doing that is on a much bigger level than I than I ever would have hoped or imagined when he was in his high school years. So. I think that's totally going to happen for you. Yeah. And, and I know you as a father. And again, the, just the fact that you, you take moments and, and try to, to hang out with them, go for walks, you know, support them in the things they're doing. I think that there's a really, really, really strong chance that you're going to be able to do that. I really do. I hope so. Um, th- there is a chance, I don't know how big of a chance, that your daughter and your son might listen to this podcast episode since their dad's on it. Let's let's break it up into two things. What would you want your daughter to know? What do you what do you want to say to your daughter? Um I don't think I can say this without <laughs> being a, a little emotional. And she would expect that. I would say that she's that she is a beautiful, wonderful lady, young lady that is smart and funny and, um, you know, capable of anything that she wants to do in life. She's a leader and has 
just incredible potential. I, I, <laughs> I'm just super proud of her. She's my girl, you know. Uh, I love watching her grow, you know. I love watching her process life. She's super smart, and, like, I, I love the conversations that we have, and I love the questions that she asks me. And I love that I get to be a part of, I don't know why, like, I don't, you know, I don't know why I got to be her father. I'm incredibly thankful for the opportunity to to have the responsibility to raise her because she's a, a wonderful girl. She's just beautiful and, and in so many different ways. And um, I take the responsibility of walking with her through life seriously. You know, I, I want to I want to do the best that I can to help her to be the best person that she can be. She's a great girl, and I'm super thankful that I I get to be her dad. Hmm. As far as the boy goes, <laughs> it doesn't help that I haven't seen him for a while. So the boy is like the most sweetest, most sensitive kid, uh, very thoughtful, and <laughs> just a goofball. And I love that about him. Like. <laughs> Like, he's his own kid, you know. He, he just, he's, I don't know. I feel like he's not like most boys um, in his ability to, his, his empathy tank is quite deep. Yeah. That's fun to watch. Oh. <coughs> <coughs> I totally just inhaled a mosquito. Do you want to go grab some water? Yeah. There was a mosquito in my mouth. <laughs> it totally like, just inhaled. Sounds like it went down your throat. It did go down my throat. I coughed it up. <laughs> oh, you're wrapping up on your thoughts with Jet. Yeah. Um, I mean, my my kids are like anybody's kids. That are wonderful and beautiful, and I love them dearly. And um, I hope that both my wife and I are are able to be that safe place for them. And, mm. and, and they don't feel like we're just here to, you know, limit their screen time and make them right. not have fun yeah. in life. Yeah, absolutely. So the the reason I even wanted to do that was because um, I got the opportunity to look at the a Mother's Day video that you put together with your kids um, for your wife. And who doesn't like affirmation? And so I thought, what a great opportunity for you to be able to even share a little something with your daughter and a little something with your son from your heart. And we've, we've talked about a lot of different things. I, I always like to kind of end with what I call the, the two-minute legacy. And, and basically... Uh, all I'm looking for here is, you know, if you've got two minutes left and then all the microphones are turned off, you know, or it's the last time that your kids or any other dad out there is going to be able to hear your, your thoughts, what would you say is your two minute legacy? What are those, what are the things that you would want to share the most, if when it all boils down to it, what are the things you would want to share most with other dads that are out there or for your daughter and your son? What's your two minute legacy? Two, uh, two minute legacy. That's good. That's, that's, 
A legacy is that's a heavy uh, notion. I feel like um, two minute legacy. Let me think about that for a second. Sure. I mean, I think for me, like it's it's as simple as like just be present emotionally, physically, like show like I want I want my kids to know like I'm really interested in who you are as a person. I'm interested in what you're doing. Um, I, I because I love you, obviously. Like I, I, I love my children, and um, I want them to feel like that um, their dad is like there for them. Mm-hmm. It's just like they don't ever have they don't ever have to question like oh, I don't know if my dad really oh, I don't know, he's not really into what I like. No, I'm I'm here. I'm present. I'm I'm I I really want to know what's happening in your life. And I know that there's a lot of good things that happen in life. There's a lot of beautiful, wonderful experiences like what we have right now. We're sitting here in Alaska right. <laughs> talking. Um, it's, it's, and it's beautiful and it's wonderful. But there are also a lot of hardships. There's a lot of, you know, we, we all make choices that are not not great. And, and we have consequences to those choices. And... And um, I want to. I want them to feel like I, I'm. They can talk to me about the good and the bad, and we can we can we can walk through life together. Because with the good and the bad, like it's like if you have a parent that is that is present and that is um, open and safe. Like just like that's. I just want to be safe. I want. I want. Uh, that's that's huge. That's like that's the biggest thing for me. I want you to be safe with me, where you can always know that. Like regardless of what you're going through, good or bad, like I'm here, yeah. and I'm going to talk with you, and I'm going to walk with you through whatever situation um, you're going through, and it's okay. Justin, um, we talk very transparent all the time and we travel a lot and yet just in the last hour i feel like i even got to hear even a deeper sense of your heart as a father for your children and um i this is a very sincere statement i'm honored to be a friend of yours and i'm honored to uh, have conversations with you about being a dad and what that looks like. I mean, it's a lot of our conversations. And so um, I'm glad we had an opportunity to finally sit down and press record and talk about some of these things. I feel the same way about you. Uh, you're a little bit of, you're a little bit ahead of me. And, and you've got kids that are a little bit older. So I have appreciated <clears throat> hearing your take on, on raising kids and, and being, you know, having a kid graduate from high school and having kids get their license and stuff like that, like, that helps me, under, like, feel like, uh, uh, here's, a, here's, a, here's a friend that is going through this ahead of me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I'm, I, I value the, that, our conversations Thank highly. You. Thank you. I appreciate that. We have, that's why we're, that's, hey, that's what this podcast is for. I That's love it. That's exactly what this podcast is This podcast is, is fantastic. I think this is a, a, a wonderful thing. I, and I think, you know, dads all over the all over need need to hear this. And I think because we're all in the same boat, we're all just trying to, like, raise kids. And yeah. we don't have any, you know, there's no 
like I said before, there's like no manual. There's no manual. There's no manual. And we're just doing the best that we can with the knowledge yeah. that we have. That's right. We're trying to, you know, we're taking cues from our parents going, that worked, that didn't work. And we're going to focus on this. And sometimes we miss things and some, mm-hmm. sometimes, I don't know. And so I, I think that the more open conversation that we have um, as dads, as parents to figure out like how how are you, how are you doing this how how's it working for you yeah. you know I, I I talk to you I talk to you know I have friends that are even older that have that have, that are empty nesters and like okay what's that like how how did you how did you deal with that how are you processing that emotionally like what does that right. look like I, I you know I I the power of conversation and community in in raising children is is huge it's, it's super powerful. So I, I think this. I love this podcast. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I mean, and I think that speaks to the the importance of not not doing this in an isolated way. Um, and so, I mean, I love to sit down with with other dads, other fathers, you know, from again all different walks of life, and just have conversations with them, and hopefully be able to take something away from that. And um, Justin, I, I had a blast doing this with you. We probably got to get to bed because we got a big day tomorrow. We're going to Wasilla. Wasilla, Alaska. <laughs> but um, dads, listeners, hope you were able to grab something from this conversation. I know that I did. And so until next time, dads, put down your phones and hug your kids. <laughs>